Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. together a certain way. Everything functions together a certain way. He created it with a perfectly ordered and harmonious structure. And you can see evidence of that fact everywhere. You see it in the scriptures, but you see it in the sciences as well. In fact, science, mathematics wouldn't be possible if that weren't true. Everything's predictable. Everything works in a certain way because God made it to be so. Where or whom do you turn to when life feels chaotic? As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he shares with you the important truth that you can find peace and order within the Lord. God has created everything with a certain structure and detailed framework. Turn to Him when you feel that life's out of control. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. You know, according to the Bible, some people are going to burn in hell forever. And that confuses a lot of people who don't really know what the Bible teaches about that. They often ask the question, how could a God of love send people to a place of eternal torment and suffering? And it's a legitimate question, but it's often used as an excuse for not reading the very Bible which answers the question. That's kind of dumb. And then there are people who just rebel against God altogether, and they focus on doing everything they can to discredit the Scriptures because they don't want to believe that any of it's true. They build narratives which chip away at the specific parts of the Bible that are in conflict with our modern social norms. The trouble with that is that removing a warning sign doesn't eliminate the hazard. It just removes any awareness of the approaching danger. You're still in danger. The danger's still real. You're just ignoring it. When I was growing up in church, I heard sermons about hell every week, almost without fail. The preacher was going to preach about hell. But I don't remember ever hearing anything substantial about why hell exists. Why is there a hell? Or about the glorious and passionate pursuits we're called to as believers. In Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 1, we're told at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, assuredly I say to you, unless you're converted and become his little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. 
Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. And then he changes gears. He says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. You know, a little over a month ago when we were last in Matthew chapter 18, I talked to you at length about the meaning of, of this statement here about being converted, being changed, you know, going back, becoming like a little kid, why that's an essential part of following Jesus. If you missed it, if you don't remember, I encourage you to go back and watch the video on the website. But today I want to talk to you about the warning Jesus gives us here. It's a very serious warning about the consequences of our sinful choices. There are actually two pictures that he paints for us in this passage. The first one is just a word picture. When Jesus used the word for which our English translator used the word offense, offenses must come. Woe to that man by whom the offense comes. The Greek word that Matthew chose to use is the word scandalon, scandal, scandalon. And it refers to a very specific kind of snare, which was used in the old days. It's still used. As a matter of fact, I've got a photo, a little illustration. There it is. Tells you how to build one, just in case you want to build a scandalon. It's just a little bent tree snare. You know, you tie a rope to the end of a sapling and bend it over and rig a noose so that when the animal steps in the noose and trips the snare, the animal gets snatched up off the ground by one leg or by its neck or whatever the case may be. But see, here's the thing. What Jesus was saying in this passage is that some of us as believers, we get snared like that. And he, he said it's, it's inevitable that snares like that are encountered by people. But woe to that person who becomes that. Woe to that person who's used by the enemy to ensnare another believer. It's a very serious thing. He says, you know, it's inevitable, but you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that lady that's used by the enemy to ensnare a believer and pull him off the path that God ordained for them to live. The consequences are going to be extremely serious, he says, if you allow the enemy to use you as a stumbling block for a another Christian. And that brings us to the second picture. In, in verse 6, Jesus said, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Now think about that. You know, the, the old joke used to be that the mafia gave their enemies cement overshoes and sent them to sleep with the fishes. Jesus said that a death like that would be preferable to the consequences you'll face if you're the cause of a believer straying from the path of life. I found another image. You have to focus on that one for a second to really get the impact of it. I believe one of our most significant problems is that we, we don't really understand the concept of sin. We don't take it seriously enough because we don't really think it through. 
We tend to think of it only in terms of breaking the rules. You know, God, it's like, we have this idea, like, like somebody that's, you know, this morning, today, was talking to me about it. We have this idea that God has made a bunch of rules for us to follow. And that's it. That's the way we think of it. God made these rules because he wants us to live by those rules. You know, like, like when our kids are little, you know, you, you sit at the table. No, you can't take your cereal in and watch television. You sit at the table. Why? Because that's the way we do it. Why? Because that's the way we've always done it. Why? I don't know. Just shut up and eat your cereal. And we have these arbitrary rules, right? And some things, you know, we think them through. We kind of know, you know. But, but we, think, we think God has these arbitrary rules. We think God just came up with this rule book. Do you understand? God didn't come up with a rule book. Sin isn't about breaking rules. It's a lot bigger than that. I mean, why, why does God say, do this, don't do that? Listen to me carefully. He wants you to understand how things work. God wants us to understand how things work. And so he told us. He gave us a whole book about how things work. His creation isn't just a chaotic mixture of independent pieces, you know. It, so sometimes we, we think that, you know, each of us is independent from the other. And, and you know, we, we look and it's like, okay, each of these chairs is an independent chair. One chair has nothing to do with the other chair. And then we realize, wait a minute, but they're interlocked. If I try to pull them apart, you know, they're kind of made to fit together. And so they don't, you know, have to do it the right way or they don't come apart just right. Do you, do you understand that God made his creation as an integrated creation. In other words, everything fits together a certain way. Everything functions together a certain way. He created it with a perfectly ordered and harmonious structure. And you can see evidence of that fact everywhere. You see it in the scriptures, but you see it in the sciences as well. In fact, science, mathematics wouldn't be possible if that weren't true. Everything's predictable. Everything works in a certain way because God made it to be so. This first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details his birth and life, his ministry, and then his death. But it also tells you that he rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, he's alive today. Your Savior lives, and you can rejoice in that. As you listen to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. 
We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find links at MainThingRadio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under About at MainThingRadio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio. Radio.